Welcome aboard the Isle Seat Podcast, powered by Action Park Media. Mike Carver here with you. Good to be back. Missed you guys as uh, the long 13-game odyssey to start the season on the road has come to a close for the New York Islanders. And this Saturday, they open the doors and cut the ribbon on UBS Arena. Most of us been waiting our entire lives for what's about to happen this weekend over at Belmont Park. We will talk all about it. B-Comp in the mix today uh, to go over what's been happening lately with the team. Not so good. And the doors opening, like we said, this Saturday. Uh, as always, uh, I'll see podcast brought to you by YesMenOutfitters.com. That's right. Uh, celebrate the start of something new. That's what Devin wants you to do over there at YesMenOutfitters.com. UBS collection, hoodies, long sleeves, beanies, tees, flags, the whole deal. Get yourself ready for the new Islander Arena over at YesMenOutfitters.com. So we've hit the end of the 13 games on the road. Five, six, and two. Now, there's two ways to do this, of course. We can just focus on the last three games and bang our head against the wall for the next 45 minutes. We could take it as a whole and big picture and go, ah, you know what? Five, six, and two, not awful. You know, not awful. About 500, couple games under. Had that basically rough beginning, great middle, miserable end is kind of how you put the five, six, and two into the picture. And man, are they sputtering at the end? Uh, Ryan Pulak now going to be out four to six weeks. Who's going to fill in in that slot? We'll do that stuff with B-Comp. Bailey goes on the COVID list, and that's a tough break for Josh. Hopefully he's okay and he's feeling good. Um, But it looks like the longest tenured Islander, unfortunately, as of now, unless things change, might not play in the first game at UBS on Saturday night. Uh, We know that Ryan Pulak definitely won't be there. So the Islanders definitely limping home after this trip. And... I think the first thing that kind of jumps out at you is you want to just go by what happened the last three games. And they got absolutely whacked in Florida by the Lightning and the Panthers. Now, honestly, the Lightning game, the first two periods, they didn't play poorly. The third period, things clearly got away from them. It was a pretty dead even game through two periods uh, that first night in Tampa. Second night in Florida, that was ugly. Uh, That was a bad scene from pillar to post. The 4-0 game against the Devils, eh, you know, it probably could have been 8-0 if Sorokin didn't play so well. It's three bad games, and I think the problem is, is you know, right before that is when they lost the game to Minnesota in the third period. They're on a run going into that game. Now, it feels like forever because the schedule has been so wonky. I, and, and that's what I'm kind of ready to get rid of is, yes, they're going to play a lot of home games. I'm tired of the one game, four days off, one game, three days off, two games, five days off. I just feel like that flow has been a major problem for this team, which already, as we know, sometimes can be offensively challenged. And I think it's got to be tougher when you're not playing on a regular basis. We understand the constraints. The schedule is very, very weird to accommodate not playing for, at home for the first six weeks. That's about to change. You're about, you're about to see a lot of Islander hockey over the next six to eight weeks till the Olympic break. A lot of Islander hockey. They're playing a bunch of games and what's the bad side of that some guys look old (laughs) some guys look old and that was a concern we knew this was going to be a concern coming into the season the one show that we've done only second episode this year i say i said i'd be back before the home opener (laughs) but we said in the season preview show to start the year they've played a lot of hockey in the last 18 months a lot of hockey it drains you And the additions that they made weren't exactly young players. Now, I know a lot of you guys uh, got excited when they signed Zidane Ochara. I I think some of the negatives have shown. Uh, He's old. He's old. Sometimes he looks like he's about 500 out there. And with Pulak going down and the way things are, unfortunately, you might be leaning on him even more. And I don't know if that's the best thing in the world. Zach Parisi. Got a bagel right now. No no goals. I know that uh, analytically, things are good. I've seen all the tweets. Uh, Zach can't get on Parisi. He's playing well. Of course, he's this and that. Yeah, he's got no goals. All right? 
And for a team that's as offensively challenged as the Islanders, they brought him in here, cost him nothing. I get it. Uh, you guys all told me he scored 30 goals last year. Yep. Well, he's not going to score 30 goals with Barry Trotz and the Islanders. He's got to score more than zero, though. Okay? He's got to score more than zero. But I can't put this all on Zach's feet. I'm just highlighting the two old offseason additions that the team brought in. This team as a whole doesn't score. This is new. This isn't new, guys. We've been doing this forever. They're not built for the regular season. They don't score enough goals sometimes in long stretches, and they're in one of those right now. You know, the leading goal scorer on the team's got seven. I mean, they don't even get, they don't even got a guy, guy with double digit points yet, and you're 13 games in. I know that's not their game, but you like to see somebody fill it up. You know, Brock's got seven goals. Leon Barzi got four. And there's a few other guys down that list. Palmieri finally broke the ice in Florida the other night. He needs to get going. You know, that's a, that's a spot where you are paying him to score goals. Got to have more than one. So the song kind of remains the same. It's a new year, and expectations were higher coming in. So that's why when you see the same old stuff that we've seen for the past couple of years, offensively-wise, you know, it's tough because you're expecting the best from this team. You're expecting the team that went to the Final Four two years in a row. But over 82 games... They are going to have five to ten game stretches where they don't score. And here's where the problem comes in. In the past, during those stretches they didn't score, they'd sometimes win those 2-1 games or one nothing game. You know, they actually won a couple on this during this 13 games, whether, you know, Vegas and, and Arizona. They're not getting that defensive effort that you've seen in the past two years. And I think that that's the most alarming thing throughout the end of this 13-game stretch is how poor they've played defensively, which is not like the Barry Trotz teams that we've seen throughout the past few years. That is what concerns me the most as we've hit, you know, look, I mean, the one-eighth pole. You know, there's a lot of hockey left. Haven't played a home game, etc. I was told by some people that doesn't matter. Who cares where they play? They suck right now. Well, you know what? You're probably right. I guess we'll find out this weekend. You're about to see a lot of games over at Belmont. You know, Calgary and Toronto, Rangers-Penguins. Got plenty of games coming in in the next week. We'll see if things can change a little bit. But the defensive effort has been poor. Really poor. Um, we get what they had to do with Letty, but, you know, they miss him. Now they're going to miss Pulak. Barry has had to kind of sit Dobson down and teach him a lesson. I don't know how long you're going to be able to do that. Kids got to play, especially now. You want to bring Salo up? We'll see what happens there. Is this going to accelerate? Maybe Lou making a deal? I think he's going to give the internal options at least a couple of weeks. I wouldn't expect Lou to be burning up the phone lines in the next three days. I think they're going to let some guys on the inside try. I know you want to get left-handed, right-handed. I mean, Hickey might get in the mix at some point if Salo doesn't work out. I know Salo didn't play for Bridgeport on Wednesday night. Maybe he's going to get uh, thrown in the water on Saturday or Sunday this weekend. But the defensive structure and that regimented game that everybody's so used to from Barry Trotz, that is, that's been what's missing these past three games in a period. Since the third period started in Minnesota, I, you know, it's, it's weird. It was only four games ago, but it was like three weeks ago because of this dopey schedule. Uh, since that moment, they just have not been good defensively. And that's a concern. But these are all things that can turn around. So I know that everybody wants to burn the house down right now and, you know, basically wants to just start, uh, you know, smashing their head against the wall and yelling and screaming, this team has got to be better, this team, da 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 I will be taking the more, jeez, uh, I can't even say this, laid-back approach to this. I'm sorry, but... This team and this coach has built up enough credit with me that I'm going to I'm gonna wait before I uh, start hooting and hollering. I'm going to wait. And you say, how long are you going to wait? Well, see, look at how they're buried in the Metro. They're buried here. They, can make, they got plenty of ground to, gain, to make up. Games in hand. They haven't played barely any games in the Metro yet. What have they played? Two? Played the Devils in Carolina. They haven't played anybody else yet. They got a lot of games with these teams. 
there's a ton of time left to make up the ground uh, that's there. These teams are not all going to play hot as a pistol all year long either. I mean, you think Carolina's playing a 12-2 and clip the entire year? Washington a 9-1-2 and clip? Then No. These teams will have their, their lulls like the Islanders are having now. It's probably the best division in hockey. Not probably. It is the best division in hockey. And that's part of the challenge. And this team has shown you the last two years that they'll get through that challenge and then get to the part where they're built for, which is the playoffs. So as ugly as these last three games in a period have looked, I'm, I'm not like, you know, jumping off the boat yet. Or I'm not, you know, screaming for people to be fired or traded or cut or that. Um, they got to deal with a little adversity here, which they've done in the past. Suck it up and get through it. And I expect them to do that because they've already shown us that they can. So, you know, that's the way I'm approaching it. Anybody else want to approach it any other way? By all means, it, you know, drive yourself nuts. But there's a lot of damn hockey left. Let's play it. Now, listen, we get to, you know, we get the All-Star break, Olympic break, whatever the deal is, and they're, they're last in the Metro. Yeah, sure. All right, we got a problem. All right, it's going to be a bad year. But there's way too many games left to for me to go nuts about. That's for sure. And that then brings us to Saturday, the opening of UBS Arena. Been waiting a long time for this, huh? Pretty much all you guys, your entire lives. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of you that saw the glory years clearly in the old place, but even when the Islanders are winning cups, uh, they probably needed a new building. <laughs> I mean, for me, this has been something that's been talked about my entire life. The New York Islanders playing in their own standalone building on Long Island. And it's finally happening this weekend. It's bizarre to say. I, I know that I'm one of the people that said, I don't believe it till I'm sitting in there. Well, I'll be sitting in there this weekend. Finally going to happen. And I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way as me. It's a little crazy to think about that the time has come. All the stuff that we've been through with this dopey arena thing, you know... Even going back through all the changes of ownerships, and you had the crook, and you had the pigs at the trough, and you had Charles come in, we're going to bake a building, the lighthouse, move to Barclays. No, this isn't going to work. We're doing the, I mean, the drama and the agony and the misery has been so bad involving the home for this team for basically our entire lives. And it's all about to change. On Saturday when you walk into that place. You will never think about any of that stuff again. You'll remember the good times in the old barn. But all the nonsense. All the garbage. All the people up north and everywhere else used to poke fun at the Islanders about. Well they could stick it up their rear end now. Because the Islanders come Saturday going to have the best damn building in the league. And you ain't going to hear it. And they can go chew on that. Alright. I want all the the big uh, Canadian media members to come down here and kiss the feet of uh, the Oakview group and everybody that built this place. Ledecky, Malkin, everybody, get down here and kiss their feet. They got the best building in the league now. Not Toronto. Not Vancouver. Not Montreal. The New York Islanders. are going to have the best building in the league come this weekend. Man, I want to. I would love to see the look on their faces when they walk in it for the first time. All those SOBs that gave the Islanders and their fan base the business for years. Oh, you don't have a building. Uh, where do the Islanders play? Where do the Islanders play? I mean, how many building? How many home buildings do you guys have? How many have this? Come take a look now. Come take a look. I'll even get you guys a a, a Shack Blue Line Deli chicken sandwich when you get there. That's going to be the most gratifying thing for me is that it gets stuck in the face of all the people who said it would never happen. Right up their rear end. And here's the other thing for Saturday, and I thought about this a lot because there's been a lot made. I know Neil Best put the sign up, you know, the no no tailgating, 
no honking. The tailgating thing we've known about. Like, that was in there months ago that there was a thing. And there's no tailgating technically at the National Coliseum either. You tailgated there. Now, look, this is going to be a different dynamic, I think, at first. So I'll put this out there in terms terms of the building on Saturday and and maybe even this year, whatever. Things are going to be different, guys. Like, it's awesome, new building. Uh, there's you're gonna have to adjust to some things and i do believe at first they're probably gonna be pretty strict about the no tailgating thing now i don't know how you enforce it in an enormous parking lot two lots i should say you know some parking on the other side of the track taking shuttles you got a bmw you could park you know basically in the driveway outside the front door I, i you know there's a lot of things in play here because they spent a lot of money on this building And guess what? They want you to spend your money in it. Okay? There's two things that kind of stick out to me for why the old days of, uh, you know, tailgating for 17 hours outside the Coliseum. I I just don't know if you'll be able to do that here. I I just, like, they want you spending your money inside. They want you buying their beer and their food. And let's also factor in, yes, there was some small opposition to this place. People that live in the area, people that live close to Belmont Park. And one of their biggest things was tailgating, horn honking, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the Islanders and the state of New York and everybody that was involved in this, one of the things they told these people was, well, we're not going to allow that stuff. So be prepared, at least at the start, where. There could be some challenges in terms of things that you maybe used to do at the old place. And don't get crazy about it. Enjoy the fact that you're going to play in a brand new building that you've waited your entire life for. There's going to be hiccups. Every new building, there's hiccups. If you're a Yankee or a Med fan, think about the first time you walked into those two new buildings. I mean, if you're a Jet or a Giant fan, that place still stinks. But the first time you walked in, there's going to be issues when a building first opens. There's going to be not traffic flows that they didn't think of. There's going to be maybe, you know, sections of registers or computer screens that don't work. Like, there's going to be some stuff going on. And, I mean, they're damn well working on the thing around the clock to Saturday. Everything might not even be done by Saturday, but they're letting you in the place. They're going to have a game. But enjoy the experience as opposed to complaining about it. I'm not telling you what to do. You guys are paying a lot of money to go to this place. By all means, do whatever you want. But try to remember, there's going to be some hiccups at the start. Don't get too bent out of shape about some of the stuff that maybe you're not used to that's going to go on. That's all I'll say. But you're spending a lot of money to go there. You want to complain about something? By all means, please go ahead and do it. So... A day we've waited our entire lives for comes up this Saturday. Looking forward to it. Isles 5, 6, and 2. Not a great start. Not the worst start. Could it have been better? Sure. It also could have been worse. So we bring in B-Comp now uh, for the first time this season. I mean, hey, we've only done, this is only the second episode, so it's not like we've missed out on B-Comp a lot, that's for sure. Uh, As he is back from the great state of Florida where he watched the Islanders put up two impressive performances against the Lightning and the Panthers. They come home as we're about to open the doors. Uh, we've been waiting a lifetime for it. It's happening this Saturday, UBS Arena, the Islanders, when they open the doors against the Flames. B-Comp, how are you, my man? I'm doing all right. Uh, the weather was great. Other than that, the trip was so-so. But how are you? <laughs> the weather was good. You had a nice little, was... you had a little nice little drive from Tampa to Sunrise too. Uh, with little, yeah, that, that that's a hike. Little, a little but yeah, but you know but... what? You put the top down. Did you stop and get lunch somewhere at least? I the, mean, it was, it was a... a Nissan Sentra, so there was oh, no. Uh, it was not a convertible, uh, but it was 75 and sunny every day. So I can't complain. No, you can't complain about that. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of complaining though uh, going on. That's for sure when it comes to the New York Islander Hockey Club right now. B Comp. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's kind of take this here. Uh, in this first stage, so five, six, and two, after the thirteen-game odyssey to start the season, spanned uh, just about six and a half, seven weeks. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest problem for me, B Comp, and look, I don't really have. If you just look at it as a whole, and you look at it and you go five, six, and two, first team, thirteen games on the road, I'm gonna kind of look at that and say, ah, eh, you know what? 
I can't really complain about that. The reason why everybody's complaining so much, B-Comp, is because the end of it was right. so bad. And, and it's hard because, I mean, literally three or four games ago, I'm gonna, I want to make sure that I get this right, B-Comp. I mean, it was three games ago, you know, they lost a, a third-period lead in Minnesota when they were going when they were on a winning streak. It's just that so much time has gone by and the schedule's been so weird with the days off that that feels like months ago, but really it was only four games ago. Yeah, and they've scored, what, two goals since that night? Yeah. So that doesn't help either. Um, right. My first game live this season, actually, I wasn't working. Me and my brother went to the Rock for, the, for that 2 nothing game, which or 4 nothing game, excuse me, which could have been 8. I mean, Sorokin was just ridiculously good, Mike. But what stood out for me that night was the amount of breakaways and odd man rushes against that I just had never seen since Barry took over as coach. Um, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, Florida had their way with them last night. Tampa had had similar results the night before. Um, and guys are getting behind an, an older, slower D. I mean, they missed Nick Letty, Mike, in a big way. Let's face it. Um, and and they're not clearing second and third opportunities, which which had been their mo for a while. No, so I mean it's, it's just very strange. Fourteen to two. Uh, these last yeah. three games, uh, Panthers, Lightning, and Devils, 14-2, to they were outscored. And you're right, um, they are missing Nick Letty. And I know that a, another thing that's been brought up in the last week to 10 days is, of course, Taves because they had to get rid of him too. And, and he's a right. younger, faster defenseman playing well for Colorado, of course. So, uh, look, the people are going to get opportunities now, B-Comp, with, uh, with Pulak going to be down. So there's going to be a chance whether it's for Salo or, you know, maybe Yankee, whatever we're going to do here, what do you think is the first thing to try to maybe shore up some of the defensive situation since one of their uh, big guys is going to be gone here for four to six weeks? Yeah, well, Salo wasn't in the lineup for Bridgeport Wednesday night, so it looks like he's going to get the first crack. And look, he he earned it with with, with the camp that he had, Mike, and I know people like to compare him to Devontae's, and I get it because they're very similar players. The, the difference for me um, which is just the fact that Hayes had a little bit more seasoning over here, whereas Salo has played, what, 15 games in North America? Right. So it's a little bit of a difference. Um, he can help their power play. Uh, and more importantly, and I've brought this up uh, with Barry a couple of times over the last four or five days, um, they need another defenseman back there like a Letty who can move the puck out of their own end because it's just not there right now. Uh, especially without Ryan Pollock. I mean, forget it now. So um, they need a little bit more ability, mobility back there. Um, Sebastian Ajo, this is a, a prime opportunity for him. Um, he's had some kind of uh-oh moments in his own end of the ice, but he's had some decent moments with the puck as well. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but it, it's it's time for some of these younger guys to step up here. Yeah, and I know it seemed like Barry was maybe trying to give Noah Dobson a bit of a teaching moment this week, but un- unfortunately, you know, that that's going to have to end. Uh, he's he's got to play, and he's got to play well. I mean, that, that's well, kind of what it comes down to. And even had Pollock not gone down, Mike, Noah Dobson has to play yeah, for the reasons that I just explained. Yeah. You need you need a guy with wheels back there who can move the puck out of his own end. Um, and without Nick Letty, replacing Letty with Sedano Chara, uh, wow. who's six months older than I am. Well, uh, no look, uh, I didn't really, I, I didn't really get to t- obviously on the show or anything like that. We didn't speak about the Chara move uh, before the season here on the ILC podcast. So now that we're thirteen games in. I know that a lot of people were excited, B-Comp, and I said this yeah. last time I was on about a month ago. Um, you guys got to remember, I mean, he, he's he's old. like, And and I, and I and the hard thing for me, B-Comp, is I, I didn't think he was going to play every single night. Now, the, the games have been so spaced out where I guess I get it from a little bit, but, man, there's moments where you could tell he's old, dude. And, and I think that some people got so jacked up for this. I mean, this isn't Zdeno Chara from 10 years ago. He's an old man, B-Comp. He's old. I mean, I mean, look, what time is it, Mikey? It's 9.25 on, on yeah. Wednesday night. I'm, I'm, I'm the same age as Zdeno Chara. I'm sitting here drinking a cup of tea talking to you. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's impressive that he can even still play in this league. I'm not trying to knock the guy, but um, you're 100% right. Man. He's not. He is a, a shell of himself, and it's kind of sad to watch because we know how good this guy used to be. Yeah, um, well. but, but I mean, if this, if, if this continues to go the way it's been going, where is the Dana Chower going to be in a month? Well, it's gonna be uh, well especially see. since now that they are going to be going home, B comp, the schedule is right. going to become more like a regular NHL schedule that everybody's been playing. Right. See, everybody's right. been kind of getting into a flow. The Islanders, one unfortunate thing for them is there's been no flow 
to their season whatsoever. They play a couple games, they're off for four or five days. They play a game, they're off for three days. Now, coming home, I mean, look at the next look at the next 10 days. I mean, starting from yeah. Saturday. I mean, you're talking game, game, off, off, game, off, game, off, game. You're starting to get into that every other night, and I don't know if he's going to be able to handle that because he's barely been able to handle the schedule they've had now where they've had a billion days off. And there's what, four There's four or five back-to-backs before the end of the yeah. calendar year, Mike. I mean, yeah. he can't play every single night. He just can't. So, uh, again, it goes back to these to these younger kids, and, and, and it's, it's time to see what these guys can do because they're going to need it. They certainly are. So that's kind of from the defensive side of things, uh, what the situation is, and we're going to have to see some young guys, and um, you know they're going to have to get going. It's just that simple. Now, the other side of the coin for this 5-6-2 and two start, is, of course, goal scoring. Now, BCOM, I try not to get as wound up about this because I feel like we do this two or three times every year, even since Barry's been here. There's lulls during the Islander season where they don't score any goals. Now, I think the eye-popping thing for people now is you're 13 games in, you got nobody with 10 points. You know, you've got got a situation here where, yeah, Brock has scored goals. Uh, There's no question about that. But... You know, nobody else, the guys that you were really leaning on to maybe try and get some things going, you haven't seen it from them yet, whether it's Kyle Palmieri. You, know, you only got four You got four from Anders Lee, only one goal for J.G. Pajot. I mean, yeah. I think that when you're looking up and down the lineup right now, B-Comp, you've got some issues with the lack of productivity. Yeah, and it's been more lines in the blender, right? Trying to find yeah. the right combinations to get guys going. Um, for me, I, I know Oliver Walsham makes mistakes, and then it, it's going to cost him playing time when he does make those mistakes, Mike. But Man, they can't afford to not have him in the lineup. No. You, you just you have to have that shot in the lineup, especially with the way things have been going offensively. So, uh, yeah, they need more from Pajot. They certainly need more from Palmieri. He finally got one Tuesday night in Florida. Uh, Zach Parisi has been sniffing it a little bit, but uh, he, he's got to score goals. I mean, these guys have to produce. They lost Jordan Everly, as, as everybody knows, um, and they clearly need more uh, from from everybody up front. They, they've got to find ways to if, especially if, if this is not going to be uh, for the, for another four to six weeks without Pollock. The, the, the idea that they're going to win games 2-1-1-0 one, one, are kind of out the window unless well, Sorokin and Varley go crazy. Look, so they got to score goals. Look, I, I didn't want to you know completely take wax at the pinata on the two big free agent acquisitions 13 games into the season before they played a home game. I've already done it with Chara, I guess, and now I'll do right. it with Parisi. Uh, I know, B-Comp, that the Charts and Graphs crew is going to tell you that he's doing all the right things. Uh, you know, analytically, things are looking great. Um, here's the story. He, he's got to score goals. Uh, right. You know, that's just, you know, all I heard when they made the move, which I questioned a little bit, was, well, he had 30 goals last year, and, he, you know, he's not finished. and he's not, He's got a bagel right now. Okay? I mean, right. now I can't go nuts because – Paul Mary also just had a bagel till the, till the other night. So it's it's you know, it's been yeah. a team-wide problem. I don't want to leap all this onto the shoulders of Zach Parisi, but facts are facts. He's got a bagel and we're 13 games in. That's a problem. When you when that's one of the guys you brought in to kind of solidify and be, you know, I'm not saying complete missing pieces, but guys that you were looking for to up some scoring on the third line. Yeah, Mike, it's the whole team, essentially. Oh, I mean, no, nobody's scoring. Josh Bailey has one goal. Uh, hopefully he's he's going to be okay here. Bo has three. Um, it, it's, a, it's everybody, Mike. And, you know, Parisi has to contribute. Um, and if he doesn't, where do they go? I mean, Goloshev is playing okay in Bridgeport. Do they give uh, him a crack? I don't know. Geez. But it, it can't continue to go down this road, especially without your arguably your top defense when you can make the case for Pelic, of course. But – uh, without Ryan Pollock for four to six weeks, these guys have to score some goals. They just have to. Uh, they really do. Because uh, there, there is a couple of things here uh, to go. And now, I know you don't depend on the fourth line to score. They've only got right. two goals in 13 games. Now, right. they usually, they're like a, you know, they have a spurt where they'll score a bunch of goals. And you've got to win the games when they score. Because they usually, you know, Sezekis and Martin and Clutterbuck are good for them. But they've only got two. They're both from Cal. Casey and, right. Ma- and Matt have got zero so far. Um, they've gotten, like I said, one from JG, one, you said one from Bailey, which is right. I mean, it's just up and down. Yeah. They need Wallstrom to play every night and they're going to have to live with the mistakes. Because I know Barry doesn't want to do it. I know it's very hard for him to stomach, but, um, he's going to have to put him out there. There's just nothing that you can do about it at this point. Do you feel that getting into maybe the more of a flow? Like I made a comment the other night, oh, they just need some home cooking. I, I get it. Who cares where the arena is? The, 
the, you know, the song is going to remain the same if they can't get things going. But do you right. think maybe from the schedule flow aspect, maybe playing every other night will then start to jumpstart the offense? Yeah, I, I don't think it can hurt, and especially a guy like Palmieri. I mean, he's historically been very streaky, so maybe this is the start of something good for him, and they need him in the worst way with the way everything everyone else has been going offensively. Uh, we'll see. And, you know, you mentioned the fourth line, Mike. You know, it, it's not funny, but, um, you know, you said that they're, they're not paid to score goals, and you're right, but they don't look themselves from an identity standpoint either. They're not setting tones the way that we've seen historically for what i mean aside from the two years matt was in toronto this is five or six years right so um they just don't look the way that we've that we've become accustomed to seeing them play so uh i wouldn't be surprised if if they if they're in the starting lineup saturday night and barry tells them you guys better get this place rocking because we need it in the worst way well look there's a lot of things that happen from making two very deep playoff runs um, in the span of a calendar year, B-Comp. Uh, there yeah. just is, especially when you're an older team. And I don't like to call the Islanders an older team per se because there are younger players on this roster, and, and I still consider guys in their late 20s younger players. I know a lot of people don't sure. want to, but uh, it's true. You know, Guys who are 28, 29, they are still younger players. Right. They've got some years left. But right. there's a lot of tread on the tires of that fourth line. Yep. There's a lot of clearly tread on the tires of the two guys they brought in, in Char and Parisi. And it worries me that they've played a lot of games in the past two years, and maybe that is also going to catch up or at least be a, another reason for this slow start that they have had here out of the gates six weeks in. Yeah, and there has to be some concern, too, with, with the older guys. Like, what leads you to believe that they're going to be better in a month? Uh, I mean, from what I've seen, I, I hate to single out uh, Chara, Mike, but uh, watching him, you know, having a, a closer look on him these past two games in Florida, um, I said to myself a few times, how is this guy going to be a better player in a month uh, with, with more tread on the tires, right? I, I just I don't know how that's going to be possible, especially with the way the schedule is shaking up and all the back-to-backs that I was talking about before. Um, these younger defensemen are really going to have to carry their weight here these ne- for the next month at least. What did you notice in the stretch? Now, now this 13 games, it was kind of broken into three segments. You had the beginning – which was not great. I mean, I'll take those first four as the beginning, where they had the one win in Chicago, they lost to Carolina and Florida, lost an overtime game to Columbus. You know, that was, eh, it was what it was. The middle was great. Arizona, Vegas, even the the Nashville game, they probably should have won, but they got a point. Montreal, Winnipeg. Then they fell apart since the third period in Minnesota to these last three games has been the ugly, the finish to it. The middle part there does show you there's that this team still has streaks and the still team can still play. Uh, they're not completely off the rails here yet. What's your concern level, Becom? Because there's a lot of concern level now. Not playing a home game five, six, and two. The rest of the Metro is, uh, you know, off to the races. Which hey, you know, it is what it is. It's a tough division. They're playing yeah. in a very tough division. Carolina is twelve and two. I mean, hey, yep. that, is that going to stay that way all year? I don't think so. But who knows? Yeah, the right. Rangers are probably a little bit better. Out of the gate, some people thought with 10 3 and 3. Caps have been very good. There's also a games in hand factor here as well. So the season's far from over, but um, you never, it is getting late early, whatever, you know, however they want to say it, B Comp. Yeah, my main concern now is they're not going to have Ryan Pollock for a month, which right. is enormous. Um, I, my feeling before that, before the injury was. They're going to clean this up. I mean, they have they, to me. They still have the best coach in the NHL. Uh, right. These guys have been playing. the The bulk of the team has been together for a long time. The chemistry's there. They're going to clean this up. And if they do, from what we saw from Sorokin for large stretches of this trip, um, they're going to be fine because he'll steal games even when they're not on top of their game, which we've already seen. He's so been, I mean, he yeah. could have he could have had five shutouts during this stretch, which is just absurd. Um, so he lost a couple of the final minutes, right? You know, right, right. So it's just a matter of who's going to step up in in Pollock's absence. Um, it looks like it's going to be Robin Sallow at the start. Uh, I wish him luck. I, I, I don't like the pressure that Isles Twitter is putting on this kid because we, we really don't know. I mean, he had a very good camp, and that's great. It's a whole new ball of wax now. We'll see what this kid is made of over the next four, four weeks or so. 
Um, but don't think that this is the second coming because you just have no idea. Hopefully he does well. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Sorokin been outstanding uh, despite yeah. despite uh, you know the Islanders being five six and two. Sorokin yeah. has been great, and I think that you really have to start to say that he's taken over the mantle now. I mean, uh, you, you look, Varlamov was hurt at the beginning of the year. It is what it is. Sorokin took the ball and he ran with it. He's clearly the number one goaltender on this team, whereas you thought it was going to tra- you know, be a 1A, 1B type of thing. And I and I know Barry's still going to split it. We know how he likes to use the goaltenders, but right. Sorokin's clearly their guy now, Become There's just no doubt about I, it. Yeah, if, and I still think they're going to make the playoffs come hell oh, or high I, I water, Mike. And when they do, uh, I said this before the season even started, I'll say again, Elias Sorokin will start the last game whenever that may be. He has become uh, the clear-cut number one goalie. Now, look, Varley can still pick up the slack uh, in certain spots, and maybe he'll get uh, stretches where he'll play three or four in a row. We'll see how that goes. But uh, when push comes to shove, I'm with you. I think Sorokin's the clear-cut number one here. You see, forward. here's why, and I can't go nuts right now. And I, and I like you said, people are on fire right now, right. Twitter, here and there. I just can't do it. I, I can't be comp because – I, there's too much credit built up with the last two years. Right. There just is. Yep. Like this isn't yep. the, this isn't the old days. This isn't you know the an Islander team has a bad November and their years wrecked. You know that just right. it just isn't that way anymore. And I've watched this team and this coaching staff and this and this everything. You know, come through stretches like this in the past two years, and then play in the final four two years in two seasons in a row. So <laughs> it's tough for me, B Comp, to sit here on November, uh, whatever the hell it is right now, the sixteenth or the seventeenth, and say the season's over. You know, shut it down, finished. Uh, no, they suck. No. They play thirteen games. They can't score goals. They're too right. slow now. They can't defend. I'm just not going to do that. There's too many games left on the schedule. And let's put the cherry on top. They haven't played a home game yet. They haven't played a home game yet, and if it continues to go south for, say, another week to 10 days or whatever time frame you want to throw in there, Mike, this general manager is not going to sit on his hands. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because he knows knows what's going on here. It it is a completely different universe. Um, I, I, I would hope that the fans know that by now. I would think that they do. Um, this is not going to be years ago where things went south and nothing was done. If, if things continue to go south, there will be changes. What will that be? I'm not going to go that route. Um, but I, I assure you that Lula Morello is not going to sit on his hands and just watch this blow well, up. Especially There's since no we've already seen Becom, but you know right. that he's he knows that he's trying to win it this year. I mean, he's right. he's already making some small cap moves that right. are going to allow him to maybe bring in. A contract. We saw the boy yeah. Chuck move, clearing that you know, doing that paperwork. Uh, Leo, however that worked out, going to Russia, that clears him a little bit of paperwork space. You know, th- there's small things that are being done that are going to allow him to yes, make that move. And you're right. Uh, you give it. You say two weeks, two to two to three weeks. If it, if there's no change, he'll go and try to make something happen. You have to, yeah. uh, because the way this roster is constructed. I mean, look. He's traded his first round picks these past few years. There's, yeah. I mean, look, Bridgeport has some talent. I'm not going to dispute that, yeah. but there's not a whole lot coming, Mike. No. So th- this is it for a while. So they're not, like I said, they're not going to sit on their hands and just watch this blow up. Uh, before I get into the actual opening of the building, I'll, I'll, since I'll keep it on the team on the ice side of things, they haven't seen a lot of the Metro yet either. Uh, right. They've got the one game that against Carolina and the one game with the Devils. Uh, I mean that's yeah. that's been it. And Columbus. So, oh yeah, yeah. The, I forget that you know Columbus yeah. is so insignificant. I forget that they're even in <laughs> in the Metro uh, sometimes. <laughs> but now you're going to start to uh, open it up. Of course, after you got these uh, Calgary and Toronto games this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, you're going to have some fun with Rangers, Penguins, Rangers, and the Flyers right after that. So we get to say hello to all these Metro teams we haven't seen a lot of this year, B-Comp. And we're already, I mean, it's still early, but at the same time, these start these are becoming regulation win games, Mike. They've got to pick up yeah. points on these teams because they're looking up at a, at a bunch right now. So um, it's it's starting to get important. Thanksgiving's around the time where you have an idea of where teams are. Well, uh, there's a long way to go, but they've got to collect some points I, here. I was just going to say that. this is Thanksgiving is one, like, little, you know, it's like the first barometer. It's like the right? first barometer. What's your next what what where's the next spot where you should say, listen, let's not look at how crazy things are or look at where they are in the standings or points. 
When's the next barometer for you after we get through Thanksgiving? Do you like the first of the year? Do you like the All-Star break, which this year is the Olympic break, I guess you could say? When's the next mark for you to where uh, you can bring up and down the thermometer of the temperature? Yeah, usually it's Christmas, New Year's that okay. that week for the most part. Um, and they play know, a lot of games in December. A lot oh, of games. Sure. And there's a lot of points to be had, and they got to get a bunch of them. Um, I, I don't see this as a blue scenario where they're last in the league on January 3rd or whatever, and they go on to win the Cup. I, I mean, they, they've, they've got to pick up some points over the next six weeks. No, they certainly do. All right, B-Cop, now let's talk about it. Uh, a lot of people have been waiting their entire lives to do what they're going to do on Saturday night, walk into a new Islander arena that most of us never thought would happen. Nope. I mean, me and you did a billion shows where I said <laughs> years I, ago, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna believe it till I'm sitting in the arena. Yeah. Well, this weekend, become myself and everybody else who said that for years are finally going to be able to say, "All right, I'm sitting here now. I believe it. It's happened. The Islanders are going to have a new home." Uh, anticipation is high, and I think that it even is going to, you know, put this on the back burner at least for a few hours. Uh, how this kind of start is gone, or at least let's just say in the last week and a half is gone. Um, yeah. And the joy of being in the Islanders' new arena is going to really take everybody over. Yeah, it, Mike, it it still doesn't feel it real. Doesn't. It, it, I it, still it don't. really doesn't. I mean, I've <laughs> I've been in there five or six times. I mean, I haven't been there in probably six weeks or so, but. Um, I don't think it's going to feel real until I'm standing up for the anthem. Honestly, it's yeah. just it, it, for all the reasons that, that you just mentioned and more. Um, the the crap that this fan base has put up with for three decades. I mean, talk of a new building first started in the '80s after they won the four in a row, yeah. and it, it took this. They needed long a to building then. They needed yeah, a building exactly. then. Right. <laughs> Um, the fact that this day is finally here, it, it's really, um, uh, going to be an emotional night for a lot of people. Um, you know, it's, it's just going to be a really, really, really special night. It's going to be awesome. It is. And you're right. It is surreal. Like I, I kind of feel the same way. And as you, you saying it kind of makes me feel it even more. Like, I still yeah. can't believe that like, you know, Saturday they're playing a new building. Like it's just so yeah. It is so bizarre to me because the journey has been so long that yeah. you're finally going to cross the finish line this weekend. Whether you're going Saturday or going Sunday, it doesn't matter. You're you're finally going to walk in to this new place. Now, I said this at the at the beginning, B Comp, and I'll kind of just I'll say it to you as well. The one thing I will say to people is, listen, go there and take it in and enjoy yourself. Yeah, there's no doubt. there's going to be hiccups yep. at the beginning okay yep. and that goes from the parking lot to inside the building to x Johnny y or z well, three minutes in. well, well yeah, even even <laughs> i'm talking just from a logistics no, point know. of view you're right uh, johnny goudreau scoring three minutes and that would put uh a damper on things oh, as well boy. but i'm just talking become from a logistics perspective i think that everybody should go in there with great thoughts great feelings enjoy themselves, get, you know, been out of shape, let's say, because maybe something isn't going right the first night that the arena's open. Right. Maybe one place is more packed than another and you want to see it, or maybe somebody does walk around the parking lot and tell you to put the beer can away. What, right. Whatever the deal is on Saturday, try not to go bananas the first weekend and just say, I've waited my whole life for this. I'm walking into a new Islander arena. Like just, you please. have to, <laughs> you have to I mean, look that there, there could, there could conceivably be sections um, on the concourse or wherever that are roped off. Cause they're not yes. finished yet. Yes. Um, and you, and rest assured that will be rectified in the, in the well, next coming of weeks. Of course. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm with you, buddy. You, you've got to just drink it all in. You, you just have to um, after, after all the nonsense that the fans have put up with for, for so long to, 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 to have a, this is going to be their building. I mean, it's just crazy um, that in what, two, three days, the Islanders could conceivably have the best building in the national hockey league. It's really, it's, it's unfathomable, Mike. It really is. And they're going to, and cause right. that's the job yep. that they've done on it. I mean, you hear right. all the people, all the, all the suits and all the talking heads have all said the right things. They've taken the best parts of the two or three newest buildings that have been built in this league, and they've right. slapped them all together. The pictures look great on the inside. Everybody goes in. I didn't even want to. I was offered probably 15 times to go look at the place, Beacom, but I didn't do it. I just no. I want this weekend to be the first time that I go Good in there you. and I see any of it. 
that just boom pure right out of the gates. Um, that's it for me. I want to see it in its in its uh, true first form, uh, and I'm excited. But um, it is one. And how about the offside tavern and blue line deli? Yeah, like, it, it's yeah. just it's it's so awesome for so many. Really people. nice, it's really really, really nice yeah. touches, B Comp. And you're right. Yeah. Uh, having Donald in there, he's got some prime yeah. placement, and then upstairs, of course. Uh, Nick will be there with the uh, with the OT, which was uh, a really great addition. I think they did it. They did a nice job with giving the fans things that they wanted, giving yeah. some things that have local flair to it. And then, yes, guys, there's also going to be uh, the national stuff, whether it's Shaq with the chicken or right. uh, BMW with the parking. You know, you're you're, you're going right. to get that stuff because it's a brand new arena. They spent a lot of money on it, and they want to get your money as well. It's part of the business, B Comp. It's just the way that it I just goes. hope they let. I just hope they let my 2008 Hyundai Sonata in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> That's another thing. I could, if I wanted to go, the first thing that I'm going to nitpick it was when I tried to look to see if I should take the train there this weekend. And I went, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You want to know what? That's a bad idea. I went. Yeah. If you're on the Babylon Line on the South Shore. Get your car yeah. ready, <laughs> okay? Because that's a bad idea. You're not... <laughs> I'll pick you up, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I went to look at the train schedule, Beacon. I went, uh, man, yeah. 78 minutes to go from Merrick to, to Belmont Park. I go, nah, that's not going to cut yeah. it. I don't think I'm going to be that's taking rough. the rail, the iron horse. We're not going to fire yeah. that up to get there. But if you live in, say, a Huntington or something like that, I believe it is a little bit easier. Hempstead, uh, yeah, right? if yeah. you want to go and take the train. So just because uh, – if you're on the Babylon line like me, it doesn't work. And also for the city folks, B-Comp, it will be great because they will Good. be able to be. take the train direct uh, from Penn Station. So it We've is, said it a million yeah. times. There are a lot of Islander fans in the city, oh, so it's good for I think the people that you know kind of latched onto this team maybe when they were in Brooklyn for a couple years, right. now they got a direct, you know, Atlantic Terminal, boom. You know, they, right. they can still go to the games on, on the Iron Horse, and, the, and they'll be in good shape, but... Um, it's been a long time coming. Me and you have talked about this for a decade plus. We've, yeah. oh, I mean, that's just, I'm just talking about on Islander shows us. and podcasts. No, I mean, just yeah. me and you yeah. just talking about it. Me and you, <laughs> me and you, me and you, before we even met for decades, were discussing <laughs> right. when this day would come. And then yep. we got together and discussed it for 10 years as well. We um, sure it's finally happening. B comp. I can't wait to see you there. I hope that, Likewise. I hope that me and you, uh, will get to have at least one beverage by the end of the night. Uh, I don't care that you're working. Uh, we'll, I'm just going to have to, uh, amend that some point too bad. I think we can make that we'll work. Make, we'll yeah. make it work there. Uh, yeah. great job as always. Uh, B comp. Uh, thanks for jumping on and everybody calm down five, six and two. Yes. Not that bad. It's all right? going to be, okay. it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> Enjoy Saturday night. Thank you, brother. All right, my thanks to B-Comp right there. Great job, as always, from him. So, B-Comp's not pushing the panic button yet. I am not either. I'm going to let it play out as tough as it's looked uh, at some points. We'll let this thing play out. 5-6-2, and two, the Islanders come home. Saturday night, UBS Arena. Get ready, baby. And uh, B-Comp did bring something else. And two uh, good friends of the show who got in the mix here for UBS. Uh, Donald with Blue Line. Uh, tremendous uh, that he's going to have some prime placement right there in UBS Arena. He's even in the mix with Shaq. I mean, got the, the chicken sandwich on the on the uh, blue and orange bagel. I mean, geez, uh, getting involved. Congrats to Donald uh, over at Blue Line Deli and Bagel. And, of course, uh, my man Nick Costa at Offside Tavern, who uh, we know uh, what Nick went through during the pandemic, well-documented here and everywhere else. Uh, upstairs, Offside Tavern, uh, I'll be there. Sunday night. Uh, I am now, I'll let you guys know now, not going Saturday. I am not going on Saturday for a couple of reasons, uh, mostly uh, some family stuff that uh, could not get out of and and other things. But Sunday night, I am in the mix. Uh, I'll be there for Isles Leafs, uh, my first appearance at UBS Arena. And will I? the chances that I sit in a seat uh, at any point, I will at some point just to check out the view and see what it's like from the seat, but I'll be doing a lot of wandering on Sunday night, and most of my wandering is probably going to be spent uh, up at that offside tavern upstairs, uh, and I'm going to try to check out as many of the uh, drinking stuff. It's almost going to be like uh, like a bar crawl for me on Sunday night. I don't know how much of the game I'm actually going to see uh, other than on screens. I'm going to be mostly walking around on a bar crawl at UBS Arena on Sunday night, <laughs> which most of it will be taken up at the offside tavern, so... Uh, hope to see a lot of you guys out there on Sunday night. Islanders open now. 
the big arena. Calgary Flames Saturday, Toronto Maple Leafs Sunday, the old Thanksgiving Eve game with the Rangers on Wednesday. That's awesome. Penguins on Black Friday. A lot of great games and a lot more hockey. Get into a regular flow. Going to be good for the Islanders. And, geez, just score some goals, please. Score a couple goals. Get everybody pumped. Uh, Brecon had a great point. We don't need Johnny Goudreau scoring two minutes into the game on Saturday night. Please keep a little air in the building. <laughs> Come on. But everybody, have an outstanding time. Enjoy it. You've waited your entire lives for it. It's finally happening. Embrace it. Have fun. I'll see you guys there. Uh, my thanks again to Bcomp. My thanks to Kevin Connolly and Action Park Media. Great job as always by them. Kevin's actually got uh, his victory podcast out at the Paramount on Saturday night. So I know Kevin's going to be in town this weekend. I'm sure maybe we'll see him uh, glance at him at UBS at some point too. Uh, but I know he's got the Entourage Victory podcast going at the Paramount on Saturday night. Thanks as always to Yes Men Outfitters. Devin, of course, remember... He wants you to celebrate the start of something new. So go get some of the UBS collection, hoodies, long sleeves, beanies, tees, flags, the entire deal. You know that Devin uh, will be hanging out at UBS this weekend as well. Enjoy it. Islanders get back on track, start scoring some goals, new building. Now the year will really kick off. Enough of the bad schedule, enough of all the road games. Let's play some hockey, baby. I'll see you guys again soon. I gave you a date last time. I said I'd be back by the home opener, and I just made it by a couple of days. Uh, I'll be back before Christmas. How about that? How about that? We'll talk again before Christmas. Thanks, as always, guys, for listening. Appreciate it, and I'll talk to you all soon. Mike Carver, I'll see you podcast. See you next time. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.